Coming to you from the Eon Project Studios, overlooking the vast, pristine acreage of Primrose Village. Greetings from this hidden gem of the Blackstone Valley. You're listening to Experts of Nothing with Mike and Jay. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Eon Project in this very cold, cold weather. Oh, a cold snap upon a us. A cold blast. But you know what? I kept warm last night. Yeah? I, uh, I had a fire going. Yeah? I, had, uh, I was drinking some uh, classic bourbons. Ooh, I like a bourbon. And uh, I'm paying for it today. What were the notes of the bourbon? Oh, uh, there was some sweet was notes. Leather. There was leather. It was leather bowed. And nutmeg. Mmm, nut. Anyway, well, welcome to another edition of the Eon Project, where we discuss all things related to uh, everything. It, it's a journey of knowledge and nonsense through a wormhole of pleasure. I, I like that one. That's a good one. That's we should, good. We should keep that one. That's, that's our you know, we, we, tagline. We change our tagline with great frequency. We do, because we're creative and uh, smart. Yeah. And incredibly handsome. Incredibly. And snappy dressers. Well, we sent out a Christmas card uh, just yesterday. That's right. Via social media. So go to our Twitter page. You can see our Christmas card. Uh, wishing you joyous, happy holidays from us at the Eon Project. It has, has our striking images. That's right. Uh, and and it's it just, a, hopefully it's, it's well received. You know, it was a good picture. Although the look on my face, it looks like I, I, I just recently got kicked in the head by a mule. Or you did something very wrong but, and we're just yeah. caught. Yeah, we caught red-handed. But you know what the, the reason for the season is? What what is that? It's a, well, the Christmas season. Yep. Yep. Uh, originally was for uh, to commemorate the birth of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? That's true. And has since been co opted by you know everybody else, various How, groups. However, uh, on my way over here, I was as I often do. I think of things to say on the show. Sure. Because I'm very ill prepared most of the time. Yes. But today, I had a thought that flashed through my brain. What just, if just this morning? Yeah. What if Jesus was alive today mm. and was driving around? What kind of driver do you think Jesus would be? He'd probably be a pretty courteous driver. I think he'd be pretty cautious. I yeah. think he may go slower than the posted speed limit. I think I'm with you. And then you know what? He would he'd be very slow. You'd probably mm. get aggravated with him because he would probably let everyone go. You know, he'd come to a stop sign mm. and he would he's such a nice guy. Right. He would just let everybody go through. That's right. And then you'd be there all day. What kind of car would he drive, you think? Um probably a, something sensible. Something sensible. He likes the earth. A right? Jesus mobile of some so kind. Maybe some sort of Prius hybrid or something. He'd have to be can- careful though, because you can't. It's, it's hard to uh, drive a car safely with sandals on. No, like, that's you get true. Get caught up under the pedals. That's true. And his flowing robes. Yeah. Also, what if his robes get caught on the uh, the gas pedal? The big, you know what? Maybe Jesus should get a driver. Mm. That's probably something that that probably he could probably, probably do that, right? You know what though? He's a common man, so he would he no, wouldn't, he wouldn't uh, have a driver. He wouldn't have a driver. I don't know. Well, you know what? This could this could go on. It'd all be day. a wooden car, I think. Yeah, like a, like the, a the wooden chalice, car. like the wooden grail, the, the holy, holy grail, the holy grail. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're not going to talk about that today. No, we're going to discuss our topic of the day is actually going to be a, a listener suggestion by a good friend of the show, a loyal listener by the name of Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Uh, who is a loyal listener of the show from the very beginning? Actually, was one of our first listeners, and he remarked uh, to us recently that we have not yet done a show on superstitions. And where's Jeff from? Uh, Jeff is in Nashville. Oh, uh, the 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 wonderful city and metropolis of Nashville, Music Tennessee. City. Yeah, have you ever been in Nashville? I haven't. No, I've seen the Grand Old Opry, and I met Johnny Cash. That's if that ain't good. country. I... I'll kiss your ass. Oh, interesting. Anyway, careful with the swears. I just swore. Oh boy. Anyway, so the show is dedicated to Jeffrey, who is a loyal listener. He he mentioned he wanted to talk about superstitions, and not just superstitions, but uh, 
you know, where a superstition came from, why mm. why it is in existence, and and how you uh, how it came about, which is a very fascinating subject and, and really one that there's there's tons of information about. It is interesting, you know, and there's a uh, uh, to this day people still abide by a lot of these superstitions. Yes. They don't know they don't know why. Mm-hmm. They just they just do them. They That's do true. them or they uh, they live by them. Yeah, and things of that sort, and nobody knows why. No, but I think uh, before we get into the superstitions, I know that uh, I wanted to ask uh, some listener feedback. For for uh, for a change, we yep, never we yep. never ask for listener feedback. No, never, never. Uh, so if you if you have an idea for a topic of a show or, or would like to or would like to appear on the show yourself, yes, please drop us a note at the Eon Project at yahoo.com. That's the Eon Project, T H E E O N Project at yahoo.com. Mm. We appreciate all feedback, comments, questions, whatever, what have you. Appreciate all comers. Yes. So, uh, being that it's the giving season, mm-hmm. um, we have a, uh, you know, as we, as we traditionally do here on the Eon Project, halfway through the show, we have some sort of bit, uh, something. A, some, some reading, a, a musical number, a trivia, whatever it may be. Well, today, it's a surprise to Mike. I have no idea what's coming. Because it's the Christmas season, and I have a gift for him, because Uh-oh. I don't give him any a gift. No. And uh, so, we'll talk more about that uh, as we get closer. Okay. Should we dive into the Let's topic, then? Yep. Okay. So, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about... A bunch of different superstitions, how they came about, and and, and all that good stuff. And uh, I want you to chime in uh, uh, with your comments, too, as mm. I read mine. Okay, I will. So the first one I want to talk about is spilling salt. Ooh. You've heard of this, right? I have. Spilling salt is supposedly bad luck. Mm. What are you supposed to do when you spill salt? Do you know what you're supposed to do? I, aren't you supposed to, like, throw it over your shoulder or something? Yes, yeah, so we're going to get into that. We're going to get into why. So where does this little gem come from? I bet you it's Roman in origin of you've some al- kind. You've always heard about spilling salt as, as being bad luck and then what you're supposed to do when you spill it. But why is it considered bad luck? I don't know. You know the famous painting The Last Supper by Leonardo da Vinci? I do. You know that famous Yes, there are a lot of hidden clues there in the There are. Picture. It's exceedingly detailed. And if you look close, there's a tons, of, tons of stuff going on there as far as symbolism and... Uh, you know, secret codes, androgynous people. Yes. Uh, you don't know if it's a man or a woman. That's right. Uh, that sort of thing going on. Uh, all sorts of stuff in that painting. But what many people don't know is that if you look close at Judas Iscariot, you know who Judas Iscariot was? Judas, the the, uh, the ultimate traitor. That's correct. He was one of the apostles who betrayed Jesus. Well, he was the apostle who betrayed Jesus, I should say. If you look closely at his at his area of the, of the uh, painting, you can see that the salt vessel has been tipped over with salt spilled upon the table. Ooh. Now, we all know what Judas did, right? He, he betrayed Jesus. We just said that. So the superstition is that spilling salt is bad luck and that it originated with that painting. Uh-huh. So some people say that's where it comes from. So the, the, the Last Supper painting was painted back in the Renaissance. Renaissance. Yeah, Renaissance. Yeah, right? uh, so, you know, that a lot of people point to that as being the origin of that. But to your point, real quickly, you, you also mentioned Roman times, and that is technically correct, too, because some people believe... That spilling salt is bad luck because back in the day, salt was very valuable. It was sure. a very valuable commodity. Right. And if you spilled it, that was bad luck because you're wasting, you're wasting uh, a, a lot resource. of money. Right. Yeah. So that's what people, some people think. What is the countermeasure for uh, for the bad luck, supposedly, that you incur? If you spill salt, you mentioned earlier, you throw it over your shoulder. That's right. It's supposed to counteract it. So where does this come from? Ancient belief held that the devil was constantly lurking over people's shoulders to influence their behavior. Oh. So if you spilt salt... What you're doing is you're opening yourself up to a devil attack. Uh huh. Because he's lurking over you. He must be a lot of. There must be a lot of devils to be around everybody's shoulder. Mm. But supposedly he's looking over everyone's shoulder. If you spill the salt, you're supposed to uh, throw some over your left shoulder, which is where supposedly he lurks. Mm. 
because what you're doing is you're, you're engaging in supernatural chemical warfare. Oh. And you're throwing salt into the face of the devil. I see. He's blinded by the salt, and he cannot attack So you. just mere salt alone can fight away the devil. We should just be throwing salt around everyone. Hmm. You know, you ever seen um, something called iodized salt? Uh, yes. Do you know what that is? Do you know what that originates from? I don't know what that is. That's, that's, that's the man. That's the secret, secret society. Uh, then they just put mean they put iodine in it? Yes, they're, they're medicating the populace oh. by putting iodine in the salt. Kind of like fluoride in the water. What? I, okay. So they put iodine in the salt because they think everybody eats salt. Everybody needs salt, which you do. You need to eat. You need you salt. That's correct. And they're like, oh, what better way to get iodine into the population than to put I- uh, or excuse me, get salt into the population by putting iodine in it? Not, that doesn't make any sense. Because people need iodine in their diet, supposedly. What? Why do they continue to do this? But they're medicating us. Okay, what is it? What is the side effect of iodizations? I don't know. I didn't look it I up. I just made that word it's up. It's like chemtrails. Above yeah. us. Don't mention chemtrails to people because they flip out. <laughs> and and even if you're joking, you get some... I, I'd mentioned it before, uh, and, and people just lose their mind, their collective minds. We talk about chemtrails. Absolutely. One way or the other. So that's salt. Yep. Is there any other any other uh, superstition associated with salt that you have? That's all I did was the spilling. Do you use salt? Of this. Do I you use you, extra salt no. on stuff? No. As a matter of fact, we, we don't as a household don't, no. don't put salt in anything. No, no. With the exception of... Um, Salting water when you boil pasta, which I'm not sure what that's supposed to do. I don't do that either. We do that. We put a little bit, a little bit of salt into the water with some olive oil. You know what I've noticed? I've noticed the older, like the older generation, like say my parents' generation and beyond. Well, you're pretty old. They uh, they use a lot of salt on pepper on everything. They do. Like everything that they eat, they put salt. O- and pepper old men on. put salt in their beer. You ever see something? I have. Do that? Yeah, it adds a head to it. Is that what it does? Yeah, it does. It foams it up. What's the point of a head? They you, like the head. You have to, you have to get through the head. To I get like to the beer. I like head. Yeah, but you got to get through the head of the beer to get to it. Oh, I see. Yeah, so I don't know. I've actually tried that. It's it's pretty interesting. It has a nice little flavor. Isn't there? There's probably sodium in beer anyway. Hey, speaking of other things that old people do, I know this is a little little bit of a side, but we don't go to the side on this. You ever show. seen anybody put ketchup on eggs? I put ketchup on eggs. You do sometimes. Yeah, not all the time. See, I, I thought that was an old man thing. No, no, you eat ketchup that? or hot sauce. Hot sauce is good. What's the difference? It's a condiment. You're putting it on your eggs. Yeah, hot sauce. It gives it a little kick, a little spice. I don't put ketchup on eggs all the time. Just a little. Or you know what? If you're putting ketchup on a sub on a side dish, like a like a hash brown. Okay. And it leaks onto the egg. Oh. It becomes delicious. You like? You don't mind a little extra contamination? No, I don't mind side if my contamination. Food touches each other. Some people no, no. get really upset. All right, I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, and some, I have some quick hits. Actually, they're not as detailed as yours. Oh, I have a bunch of detailed ones. So all you, right. So you do your quick hits. All right. So wishbones. Yes. We just had Thanksgiving. The wishbone. We all know that uh, you know we save the old wishbone from the turkey, yeah. and uh, kids usually fight over it to see uh, you know do. who's going to break the wishbone. That's correct. And supposedly, um, you make a wish on the wishbone, and uh, if you get the bigger piece, then uh, your wish is supposed to come true. Got it. Have you ever wished on a wishbone and had your wish come true? Not that I know of. Mm. My wish was to eat all the turkey. <laughs> that came true. And the cranberry sauce. You like cranberry sauce? Oh, I love it. Well, let me ask you this. Do you like the the traditional cranberry sauce made with whole cranberries? No. Or do you like the gelatinous yes. can shaped? I like the uh, no the uh, simulated sauce in the can. No, that's gross. That, I make my own cranberry sauce, sir. It takes it takes uh, quite the doing to get the cranberry sauce out of and the can. And then it maintains the shape with the ribbing. It does ribbed for her pleasure. Ribbed the ribbed cranberry. Oh, it's good. Anyway, anyway, so wishbones being associated with luck. Yeah, where'd that come from? Well, the ancient Etruscans. Oh, those Etruscans. Always yeah, you ever heard no of them? Good. Yeah, I've heard of the Etruscans. Yeah, yeah, they're, they were interesting people to Always say the least. Always doing something. They would use, actually, they would use chickens 
uh, in, in their din- divination rituals, you know, when they were doing oh, like... Oh, uh, yes, for like pagan magic rit- yes, rituals. Yes, exactly. Okay. So people thought that even after the chicken died, so they, they did it with chickens, mm-hmm. uh, one could still benefit from the oracle's magic by holding the wishbone. I see. So during their ritual sessions, after you, uh, after you hold the wishbone, you could, uh, you know, the magic would continue on. Right. So they would keep the wishbone, and uh, of course the, the tradition and the superstition uh, evolved from there. Right. Yep. That's an interesting one. So do you do wishbones only with turkeys or whatever you have any kind of fowl? No, usually when there's a whole chicken to be had at, the, at, at, at my home. Oh, even a chicken? Uh, yeah, you'll look for the wishbone. It's how about smaller. A, how about a goose or a duck? I don't eat gooses or duckies. Why not? Eh, I, don't, I don't know that I would want to eat a goose. I, I've had duck before. I can't mm. say that I enjoy it very mm, much. It's dark. It's not very good. No, I don't it's, like it. It's gamey. Ooh. So I'll go into another one quick. Yeah, go ahead. So why do we wear wedding rings on the left hand? Do you wear a wedding ring? I, uh, I, well, I am married. Do yes. I wear the wedding ring? Not all the time. I will have to say, it's, I don't, I'm not a big fan of wearing anything. All right, so something I'm not proud of. I had, <laughs> you don't wear anything. <laughs> Never. No, uh, oh, that no. explains why you're naked right That's now. Correct. Uh, I, I, I lost my original wedding ring. <gasps> I don't know where it went. I don't know what happened to it. Wow. Possibly left in a, in a was it left in, in, a, in, a, in a hotel bed table? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened to it, so I had to go out and purchase another one. And what did so, your wife have to say about all uh, this? You know, it was upsetting. Sure. But uh, I have a new one, and I don't wear it all that often because I'm afraid to lose it. Yeah. I only wear it on special occasions. No, why do we wear the winning ring on the left? So this has become uh, more convention and tradition rather than superstition, but I kind of threw it in there anyway. Okay. So uh, once again, the Romans uh, have, have taken oh, the forefront on this those one. Those Romans. And the Romans, they dissected corpses and found that a certain uh, sen- slender sinew, you know what sinew, sinew is? Sinew, yes. Or nerve seemed to run from this finger directly to the heart. Ah. So as the Romans were uh, dissecting human bodies, that sounds great. Supposedly they found, uh, you know, this nerve that ran directly to the heart from the ring finger on the left hand. Were they looking for that, or is there something? I don't know. I think they just came across it, and they thought, "Oh, this is a good idea. It makes sense." You know, love and the ring, and the ring goes to the love, love into the heart. And hearts are associated with love. You know, people are weird. Yeah. You know, these superstitions, and we didn't talk about this at the outset, which we probably should have, but why do human beings feel the need to have superstitions? There must be some sort of ingrained um, belief system amongst people. Well, you know what? It there goes, needs to be a reason for things. Yeah, I mean, it goes it goes back to, uh, you know, religion in general also. You know, there's a lot right. of superstition involved with, with various religions. That's correct. Across the world, and I think that's what it is. It's just the... Uh, you know the human, the human mind, and the human uh, consciousness trying to find a higher purpose or a higher reason for everything. There's a reason for everything. Exactly. Got it. Yep. What do you got? All right. So moving on. So one of the things that people love to to have superstitions about are babies. Mm. You've probably heard. You you have children. I have children. Uh, you probably know people who have children. So for thousands of years, people have uh, tried to guess the gender of a baby before it was born based on some sort of some sort of weirdo superstition. Mm-hmm. Uh, women have also not only try to guess the gender, but also influence the outcome of what gender the baby might be sure. based on doing some things. Yes. So here are some superstitions related to to the baby gender mm-hmm. superstitions. I just said that twice. Here's what you do. Ready? I'm ready. You put your wedding ring, which we just talked about wedding rings. You put your wedding ring on a string and yep. you dangle it above a pregnant belly. Oh. If it circles, it's a boy. If it goes back and forth, it's a girl. That's the superstition. Does it have to be uh, the pregnant belly of your wife, or can it be any pregnant? No, belly? it has to be the baby that's in it. Is gonna is going to the baby in the belly is going to um, move. The, right, the, but you wouldn't just walk down the street with no. a ring on a string. No, it has to be predicting above the pregnant genders. Person. Okay, supposedly. 
But you know what? That one probably doesn't have much basis in reality since you're the one controlling. It's like a, it's like a Ouija board, Ouija board, mm. which we discussed on previous shows. Yes. Which speaking of Ouija boards, I was uh, shopping for my children the other day for Christmas. Did you get them one? No, but I found you know the show Stranger Things. Yes. So they make a Stranger Things licensed Ouija board. Oh. Now, so it's it's a Stranger Things theme. Oh, I bet you people really get into that. You know. <laughs> When I, have we discussed Ouija boards? A in, little bit we have. We yeah. haven't done a lot on no, it. No, we should do a live Ouija board reading. No, I'm not doing that. Oh. But we, we could talk about it maybe on a, on a future future show. In Chinese culture, mm. those Chinese folks are very wise. Oh. Healthy glowing skin and hair mm. means you're carrying a girl, while rough skin means you're carrying a boy. That makes kind of sense. And, and of course, if you have more than one child, they murder it, don't they? Uh, or is that the, I'm somebody... not sure they do that anymore. No? All right. That's good. In some other countries, the superstition goes that carrying a baby girl steals your beauty. So that's why if you have a baby girl, you have a lot of ugly mummies running around. Oh, supposedly. It could be offensive to some. I didn't say it was my superstition. Oh. It was a superstition. You know what I heard in relation to this? Uh, if you wear, uh, I've noticed that, uh, I found that if men wear tight pants mm-hmm. and their their um, man parts are all squeezed up tight together They're for long periods of time. They're mushed up. They have, they have a better chance of having a girl. I, I didn't run across that one, but yeah, interesting. I heard that. One of the stranger baby gender myths, apparently, is not you. This is the woman. Okay. If the right breast is bigger than the left, it's a boy. And if it's the left breast bigger, it's a girl. Hmm. So you have to, I don't know, you'd probably have to measure, and I'm sure that there are plenty of people who would be helping. So this is the mother's breast. Wanting to help measure the mommy's breasts. Mom's boobs. To see. Okay. Craving sweet foods? Yes. The baby's a girl. If you're craving salty or sour foods, it's a boy. I've heard that one. You have heard that one? I have, yeah. Hmm. I don't know how true it is, but, you know. In some Asian cultures, if a woman's feet are cold all the time, they're having a boy. Oh. Which, uh, women's feet are cold all the time anyway. So I'm not sure how much that has to do with... Are you into foot play? Um, we're not going to discuss any of that on the program today. (laughs) Okay. What I do in the privacy of my own home is my own business. So I used to work with a guy. This is something I wanted to mention. Can you mention his name? No. Okay. Because people who work with this individual listen to this program. Oh, I see. But I was made aware recently, and this is a this man is what we would call a a metro man. You know what I'm uh, saying? Oh yeah, you know, like a snappy dresser, trendy. Has a has thinks a that they are trendy. Beard spends a lot of time in the mirror. Shiny, pointy shoes. You know, uh, spends a lot of time worrying about what what people are wearing what kind and of perfumes what, what you're on? wearing. Uh. Uh, Larry David, the great Larry David, referred to them as a as a uh, outfit tracker. Like okay. if you're wearing the same clothes. Yep. But didn't you wear those pants yesterday? The, like the, nobody likes that oh, guy. Oh right. right. Yep. Nobody yep. likes that guy. So anyway, I know that guy. He wears. I know a guy. He's he wears Italian driving loafers. <laughs> and uh, yeah, wow. he's pretty trendy. Are they? Uh, are they Corinthian leather? They are. Um, anyway, this person that I work with, used to work with, had, believe it or not, this is a man now, mm-hmm. had a gender reveal party at work. <laughs> oh, this brings up a good point. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I got so something to say about this. He wanted to have, he wanted to gather everybody together mm. so he could reveal mm-hmm. the nature or the, or the gender of the baby that his wife was going to have. Yes. And my question is this. Why do you think anybody cares, number one, about... What the? I mean, most people are. Believe it or not, most people wish you well yes. and wish the baby yes. well, and 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 you know, hope everybody's healthy. Yep. They don't really care if it's a boy or a girl. Why? Why do you have to have a reveal? Party? You know, you're you're making a making my point for me here. Okay. And that is that is. I agree with you 100. percent And you see it a lot now. This is the latest trend. This is the latest <laughs> cool thing that people do, right? Because they have to make a Facebook spectacle. Everything out of it. has to be a spectacle. And they come up with these elaborate gender reveals and they gather people around and they have exploding <laughs> tennis balls and 
<laughs> balloons and it, cakes that blow up and you cut into them and lots of blowing up things. What? what why? I don't just know. Just like you said, nobody cares. Nobody really cares. That's, nobody to cares. Me, that's the, the ultimate in narcissism is, right. to, is to believe that your personal situation is so important that you think everybody needs to know about it right away. Especially strangers. Str- no, like like yeah, maybe or, your immediate like, family. They're like, like oh, that's exciting. Stuff, they don't care. They don't. No, and it's just, you're just reinforcing the, the the stereotype that you're a jerk. And let me give you let me give you a secret, right? Let's say you do the gender reveal a traditional way, like you have an ultrasound and you get the, the gender of the baby, right? And you go to your parents' house and you go, that's "We're going to have yeah. a boy." Okay. And they and they're just as excited. Yes, but but that's about that's, that information. There's a reason for that, and that's because a lot of times people purchase things, right? Or maybe you're going to outfit a nursery right. or something along those lines that requires planning, right? Your coworkers aren't going to do that, exactly. So why do they need that? Exactly. The people that are important to you care, regardless if you have a party or not. So no one cares about that. So stop doing stupid stuff. Exactly. You, not uh-huh. you, but the person. Anyway. All right, go on. So th- there's a couple more, and these these are actually related to, to the baby still. But these actually have a modicum of truth. You like that word modicum? What does that mean? It means small amount. Oh. Modicum of truth to them. Believe it or not, eating bananas before conception has been known has been shown to increase the chances that you have a boy. Believe it or not. Do you know what else increases your chances of uh, getting your wife pregnant? What's that? Eating a lot of tomatoes. Really? Yeah, because lycopene increases the sperm count. Oh. So if you eat a lot of lycopene. There's a tip. See, you didn't think you would listen to the show and learn health tips. Yep. But supposedly the reason that you have a boy is because high levels of potassium in bananas may slightly influence the gender of the baby. Oh. Slightly. They're talking about like 54, 55% instead of 50. So like just a couple of percentage points higher. Sure. Uh, boys typically have a longer delivery time than girls. That's not really helpful in determining what's happening because the baby's coming any minute right, right. at that point anyway. But here's a, here's a horrifying fact about babies. Okay. I bet you didn't know. No. Sometime in the second trimester of pregnancy, babies develop a fine coat of hair over all of their body called a lanugo. Oh. Sometime in the third trimester, they shed it and eat it. No. Yes. A baby's first poop is, in fact, the digested remains of their own body hair. No, I've never heard of this. No, and it's horrifying. It sounds like a horror movie. It's disgusting. Oh, my God. I hope it's not what true. Was that, what was that low-budget horror film from, like, the 70s or early 80s where it was, like, a lady gives birth to a baby and it comes out as a terrifying demon spawn? Rosemary's Baby. And it, and it kills everybody in the delivery room and then runs out. My, my wife's mother's name is Rosemary. Oh. So my wife is a Rosemary's Baby. Oh, that's not good. Not good. Okay. Yeah, that's my baby spiel. Baby spiel? Yep. Okay. What do you got? So, you ever heard of... Uh, you ever heard of the of the idea that if you get pooped on by a bird, I almost said the S word, <laughs> you get bird poop on you, okay. that it's good luck? In Haiti. You ever heard of that? Uh, I ha- I've not heard that it was good luck. Have you ever been pooped on by a bird? I can't say no. I don't think so. You don't have? No? Not that you I know, know, it's actually more common than you would think. Well, sure. There's birds everywhere. There's, there's birds thousands everywhere. of birds flying around. Oh, speaking of flying poop, uh, <laughs> just in the news this morning, I saw that another frozen ball of excrement came from the sky. <laughs> Out of a plane and went through somebody's house. Is in there California. somebody in planes ditching it out the windows? No, no. The How ice, is it happening? Ice balls of death. How is it happening? From above, it happens. I don't know. Just, 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 does it fall out of the, the chemical toilet that's in the in it, the plane? It, it must, but it's happened like a couple times in the past month. So just be wary of that. That's scary. So Flying. apparently, if you get per- pooped on by a bird, it's good luck. Okay. And this belief it possibly stems from the from the idea that if you have bad fortune, then the tide will turn in your favor. So it's actually saying uh. the bird pooping on you is bad fortune. But immediately, fortune? Fortune. Ah, the fortune. fortune. Hey, you know what I did recently? That reminds me of the way you said that. No. Because I was thinking of a Chinese restaurant. Oh. 
I had some food from a local uh, low-budget Chinese food <laughs> low establishment. Budget. And there were plenty of leftovers. Yeah. So I had the brilliant I- idea. Chinese food leftovers are never good. The next day, taking all the leftovers and putting them in a crock pot with some with <laughs> what? like with like a marinade. I bet that melted into, that melted into a paste of some kind. So a use uh, 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 <laughs> leftover Chinese food uh, crock pot casserole that sounds dish. delicious. No, it wasn't good. No, you can't just throw anything in a crock pot. Sometimes, if 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 it doesn't have the right consistency, it'll turn into a moist paste. Yes, it will. You have to be careful with that. But anyway, yeah. so you get poop on by a bird. Yep. Uh, that's bad luck for you. That's that's a bad event. But your your luck will change immediately, and you will um, have good fortune after that for the rest of the day. So immediately bad luck. Immediate then, bad luck, and then it, but then it becomes good luck. That's right. How about wishing on dandelions? Oh, like when you blow into it and the little dandelion uh, yeah, yeah, parachutists yeah. go flying in yeah, all directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wish on the on the dandelion. My kids call them poofy heads. Oh, so they're like, oh, look at all the poofy heads. That's and a good name for grabbing it. Grabbing all the poofy heads. So once again, that, that originates in uh, a pagan mythology. The, the the Celts or the Celtics? How do you want to say it? We said we said Celts before. Is it Celts? Yeah, I believe or is so. it Celts? It's Celts. So why wouldn't it be the Boston Celtics? We said this on a previous episode. You okay. already used that joke. I did. Yep. All right. It was believed that the dandelions could cure diseases brought by fairies. Oh, fairies! So you're you're fending off when you when you're wishing on a dandelion. You're fending off the. Uh, I thought fairies were good. Nope, nope. These are evil, evil uh, fairies, evil uh, disease bringing fairies. I used to work with one of those. A disease bringing fairy. So continue on. Yes. So that was the uh, that's the dandelion. Oh. Do you have anything <laughs> to add <laughs> to add to the dandelion? No, but nope. I do have plenty of other superstitions to get to. All right, give me one. Are we near the, he- the midway point of the show? Well, we got a few more minutes. All right. So knocking on wood. You yes. Know, you know that one. I've heard of that. I do that still. Now, normally, very educated people, very smart people, will, whenever they say something like, I never get sick, what do they immediately do? Knock on wood. They knock on wood. Where does this come from? This one, th- this one is a little murky and actually has a few supposed origins, and some of them are older than others. Mm-hmm. For the first one, we're going to go way, way, way back to the Celts again. You just mentioned the Celts. Yep. They believed in tree spirits. I just spit into the microphone. Don't do that. There's tree spirits milling about all over the place. Tree spirits. So if you wanted to rouse them for protection, let's say, you could knock on a tree to get them out of tree spirit bed or whatever the heck they were doing. That makes sense. So you knock on the tree, wake up the tree spirits, and they've been roused for your protection. That's one possibility about knocking on wood. Sure. Another is that the wood, quote unquote, is symbolic of the cross upon which Jesus was crucified. And you knock on it for good luck, but this smacks of the habit of of Christian religion co-opting ancient pagan beliefs for their own as we've discussed this Which, before. Yes, it's yeah, it's happened. They have a common <clears throat> excuse me, a common history, yeah. common threads, actually. So more recently, uh, getting to the knock on wood, they, this goes back to the eighteen hundreds in Jolly Old England. Oh. Lots of things happened in Jolly Old England. They do. There was a game called it was a, a, a tag a tag ish, you know tag? Yeah, oh yeah. Game called Tiggy Touch Wood. Oh. Which sounds way too risky. That sounds to be a like kid's something game. the uh, the janitor tries to get the kids to do yes. in elementary school. Tiggy touch wood. In any case, what you had to do is you're supposed to tag people, but they were considered safe and untaggable if they were touching wood, okay. meaning they were holding on to something. Oh, it's so like was... goo. Exactly, like goo. Yes. Do, do people know what goo is? This across the country, goo. That's the safety zone. You're yeah, playing when you're tag. playing tag, you can run to goo, and you yeah. can't be touched if you're on goo. That's right. But anyway, so goo is the is the uh, wood. Mm. So if if you're touching wood, you can't be tagged. You know, that's why... That's of, of all those of, those, of those three explanations, it's probably, if I had to guess, I would say it was probably the, the tree spirit one. Yeah. That seems the most likely. It's also uh, a good little bedroom game you can play. 
You can Tiggy say touch wood. Yeah, but you can tell your wife. Oh, make sure you touch goo. Touch no, wood sounds better. Touch wood. Yeah, wood or goo. Goo. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are yet again, uh, coming up close on the uh, the halfway point of the show. Oh, and uh, little does Mike know that I have a uh, <laughs> I have a holiday uh, Christmas gift for him. It's not you know, like a dwarf going to jump out of a, a box here. No, in the you see studio. that door behind you? Yes. Yeah, you wait. Uh oh. <laughs> Somebody's in there. So, you know what I'm going to do for Mike today? I'm going to give Mike uh, something that I've never given him because I don't think I've ever given him, as long as I've been friends with him, I don't think I've ever given him a Christmas gift. No, because you're a very, very cheap man. I am cheap. I've gotten better recently. Not for me. <laughs> I spent $30 on that bottle of bourbon this that, weekend. That's that a lot wasn't of money. for me. That was for you. I know. But you drank that. I did. Anyway, so I'm going to give Mike a gift. We're, t- we're going on a spa. I'm going to give Mike a spa, <laughs> a, a spa uh, treat. Well, that sounds great. Today. Today? So, today. We're right, gonna, right now? Well, I'm going to give you a little sample. Oh. I'm going to give you a little sample. Okay. And, um, you know, it's, it's the works. It's the, uh, it's the shave. It's the, uh, the haircut. Uh, it's, it's the hot towel. Do I have to stay clothed for this? Um, well, you know, clothing is optional. Totally optional. It just depends on, on how you feel and, and where you're going to go with that. Okay. All right? Whatever I feel comfortable with. Okay. So I'm sure Mike will be grateful for this uh, this little gift that I'm going to give him today. Good evening. Welcome to our spa for men. I'm very happy to see you tonight. Oh, and it's I'm Maria. going to be taking care of you. And it's going to be absolutely my pleasure. Why is she whispering? To because she's, our services. She's giving you, you spa treatment. Services. Pay attention. It is our goal to make you feel welcome and to make you feel special. So thank you for joining us and choosing our spa. You're welcome. So talk to her. Don't, don't be scared. I don't want to talk. Was for uh, some shaving. Shaving. Dreaming. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, she needs yeah. a drink. She's parched. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to. She's checking. She's just looking you over, man. I don't. I don't I'm not. She's assessing you. Just take a look at the skin type. Bad touch. Yeah, Bad touch. Goo! Stranger danger. Oh, the hair definitely needs to trim. Mm-hmm. This is disturbing. So we're removing all the facial hair. Yep. I don't want to shave. She's shaving you. I didn't pay for this. She's going to shave my eyebrows. She wants to check your eyebrows. I don't. Yes, definitely. We do need some hair left on the face. This is not good. You need hair on your face. I want to be all smooth like a seal. I want to keep my eyebrows, lady. She's laughing at you. Yes, you know, eyebrows are the frame. The frame? Of our face. Yep. It creates a shape to her face. She's getting too excited. Interest. I don't... No, I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to have to put a stop to this. Don't worry. She's just going to finish up. It's just about done. This is just a sample. Okay, so that was Maria. Uh, that was Maria. She I'm was, happy to get out of there. So that was the initial assessment for your uh, spa day. Evidently, I have eyebrow problems. You have eyebrow problems. And uh, <laughs> she's going to... I'm giving you a gift certificate. Like... To, uh, to partake in the Maria Spa. The I don't know if I want to see Maria. Oh, trust me. You want to see Maria. Wow. Yes. Well, thank you for that. I yeah, you know, I figured, uh, you know, you wouldn't take it upon yourself <laughs> no, to do that for yourself. I would never do that. No. So um, I wanted to do that for you today. That's my gift to you. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You look good. Thanks, man. Yeah. Let's continue. We're we moving on with the superstitions? Move on. So, you know, actors are a funny lot, right? Wouldn't you say? 
They're a strange crew. Very dramatic people, really. <laughs> did you see what I did there? No. You know, I know a little bit about acting uh, as, a, as a famous actor. Yeah, you know, you've been in some movies. I've been in some very, very high-profile mm. productions. I've been in a movie. Yeah, we talked about this before. We did. But anyway, actors are a very superstitious folk as well. You know, before I get into the actor superstitions, yep. and there's a lot of them, yep. something struck me as odd the other day. I was watching television, and it was you, never, you ever notice when you're watching news-specific news channels, mm-hmm. most of the commercials are for old people? Yes. They're all related to... Like you know, catheters. catheters and, yeah. and uh, disability payments and everything. Yep. So there's one, uh, I'm watching it, and Tom Selleck, the great Tom Selleck. I love Tom. And his mustache. Come on. And they're talking to me about reverse mortgages. Okay. Yes, yeah. Which is a uh, some sort of cockamamie scheme. It sounds like a scam to that, me. Uh, that old people are, are persecuted with uh, about staying in there. Anyway, it's not important. But my, my question to you is this. These are people who are paid liars, actors, right? Correct. But they're often used... To pitch products. And why would you trust anything that an actor had to say, mm. is my question to you. They live a life of uh, fantasy. Sure, they're always pretending to be somebody else. Yeah, they're like Wilf- look at that Wilford Brimley. He's trying to sell me his diabetes medicine. Yeah, I don't trust anything that guy has to say. Is he still alive, I Wilford think, Brimley? I think he is. He didn't die of the diabetes? I think his mustache is still alive, for sure. Well, so is Tom Selleck's. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tom Selleck looks into the camera very earnestly, and he mm. goes, I trust them. So can you. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, oh, that's it for me. No, Tom old, Selleck. People, old people are all over that. Oh, Tom Selleck, he's ah, a good boy. That Magnum P.I., oh, man. He doesn't have his Hawaiian shirt, but I still trust him. Hey, you know, Higgins just died recently. Oh, John Houseman? Yeah, remember Higgins from uh, Magnum P.I.? John Houseman, right? Yeah. That was his name. I think so. No, was John it? No, John Houseman was the old man. I don't know who that guy was. <laughs> I don't remember. Any, in any case. But you know what I mean. So there's a lot of actor superstitions, but many of them come from the theater. Ooh. You know, the theater was obviously the first form of acting and has therefore been able to accumulate superstitions throughout the years. True. Lots of, lots of theater superstitions, and I can't, I so many that I probably fill an entire show, but I wouldn't found some of the highlights. Okay. Now, I know that some of the people who listen to the show are actors, and uh, some of them, uh, one, one gentleman in particular, has had a 30 to 40 year run in, in the theater business. Really? So I hope you're listening, and oh. I hope some of these are, are true. As I, I've never worked in a theater. A theater group of some kind. Never been in an acting troupe. Why oh. they always call it a troupe of actors? Oh. In any case. One of the most well-known is this, it's bad luck to say good luck at a theater. You've heard this one before. Yes. Right? You're supposed to say, break a leg. That's right. But there's a few different origin stories to this one. One of which is specifically related to saying break a leg. One of which is that in ancient Greece, which I bet you didn't know this, when, when the theater first began and productions first started... People didn't clap to show that they enjoyed the show. They whistled, right? No, they stomped their feet. Oh. So they go... So if you were doing that, you would... If someone was doing it enough, they might break their leg. Oh, I see. And that's where break their leg comes from, supposedly. Also, evidently back in the day, this is back in the vaudeville days. Oh. Actors only got paid after they entered the stage area and not from the sides. So when they quote-unquote, broke the leg of the curtain, so the leg of the curtain is the bottom. Oh, I see. They were now on stage, and they could now be paid. So if they weren't, then... So they would say, hey, break a leg, meaning go out there, break the leg of the... Get out on the stage there and uh, get get paid. paid. Right. Yep, yep. Another one, this is this one's probably more accurate, I have to think, that it also it all started as a joke from understudies who would jokingly wish harm upon an actor so they could get his role. Mm -hmm. So if you're the understudy for... Um, you know, a famous actor, you say, break your leg. Hopefully you fall down and break your leg so I can go out there. Oh, kind of like in Black Swan. Remember that movie? Uh, I don't think I've ever With seen it. Natalie Portman. Is that the one where it's the, uh, the, the demented uh, ballerinas? Yeah, they were like, uh, they were battling, the ballerinas were battling and there was yeah. a lot of, um, 
um, lesbian scenes in it. I don't know. That's probably why you watched it. Oh. In any case. So that that's Break a Leg. Okay. Another one is called The Ghost Light, which is actually sounds more like the a ghost long, light along the lines of this program. Okay. It's customary to leave a single light bulb. Back in the day, it would be a candle, but a single light bulb lit center stage when a theater is closed. Can you guess why? To keep the ghosts away. To keep the ghost of Thespis, the first actor. Ah, is that why they're called Thespians? From ancient Greece. Mm. To keep him, uh, supposedly his spirit, uh, wreaks havoc upon stages that don't leave a ghost light on. That makes sense. So he would come in the middle of the night and destroy everything. Probably more practically, it's so that they could find their way. When you get to the theater the next day, you can find your way around so you don't fall and break your leg. You know what that reminds me of, the single light bulb? That reminds me of uh, when you go overseas, when you go to Okinawa, mm-hmm. they have these um, these establishments where um, <laughs> where ladies work. Ladies of the evening. And when you go in there uh, into the, the chamber, the bed chamber, the chamber, not that I know, this is what I've heard. The chamber. They have uh, a single light bulb in the ceiling, a red light bulb. It's, it's red. It's red. So you, you barely can just make out shapes. Well, that's where it comes from, the red light district, yeah. right? Yeah. They would hang the red lights outside. That meant that it was a prostitution establishment. Oh, is that what that means? Yes. Oh, man. Anyway, oh, never getting back one. to the theater. Have you ever heard this one, that it is bad luck to whistle in a theater? Have you ever heard this before? No, but it's uh, just like it's bad luck to yell fire, right? No. Oh. No whistling in the theater. This seemingly silly rule actually has its roots in safety, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. In the early days of large-scale productions, backstage crews were composed... Largely of off-duty sailors using their hard-earned rigging skills to manipulate the sets and the curtains because everything was pulleys and ropes and everything like that. Yep. So just as they would on a large sea vessel, the crews communicated with each other via a series of coded whistles. This meant that an oblivious actor strolling through the stage whistling a tune could inadvertently prop the stagehand to drop a set piece onto his head. Oh. So you don't want to whistle because you know it might it might indicate a scene change. Yep. Don't want to do that. Does that make sense? It kind of does. You like that one? That wasn't bad. I got one more. Okay. For the th- for the theater. It is bad luck for you to say the word Macbeth. You know, the tragedy of Macbeth. The famous you. Shakespearean tragedy. Yeah, doesn't it, doesn't it bring, uh, yeah, it brings bad luck, supposedly, yes. if you say that? So the famous Shakespearean tragedy, you have to refer to it as the Scottish play. Okay. Not Macbeth. Okay. And the reason for this is actually very interesting and somewhat relates to this program. You ever heard, have you ever read Macbeth, first of all? I probably was supposed to at one time, and uh, I never did. So at the beginning of Macbeth, at the very beginning, there's a scene with three witches That's right. in it. And what they're doing is they're, they're uh, uttering incantations around a cauldron. Yes. Which is where a lot of the uh, early thought of witches came from, from plays and things of that sort. Wasn't it double, double toil and trouble That's or something exactly like that? exactly what it was, double, double toil and trouble. Oh. And then, it, and then some sort of incantation. Well, there are some that say that Shakespeare included actual spells in this text of the play. Mm-hmm. And that when actors say it, they're actually conjuring spirits. So every time oh. you run Macbeth, you're conjuring spirits now that, that are now attracted to your stage or to your theater troupe. So is the uh, superstitious uh, Shakespearean punked, basically. Yes. So numerous deaths and other assorted bad lucks have been attributed to performances of Macbeth over the years. So it's, it's bad luck to say the word. You're supposed to say the Scottish play. Okay. But there is a countermeasure to this one too. So if you slip up and you say the word Macbeth, what you have to do as an actor, you have to exit the theater, spin three times, spit, and utter a Shakespearean insult or an equally vulgar profanity, and then you can go back in and you'll be all right. And that, that, that breaks the spell, the breaks curse? The, breaks the curse if you do, those, if you do that. Hmm. What do you Interesting. think about it? The theater people are, are kind of there's a lot of uh, There's a lot of superstitions. You know, there's a lot of superstitions in sports as well. 
Sure. Uh, which we, I don't think we covered any of those today. No, nope, we didn't do any of those. Um, yeah, it, it's, it, you know, and they're so ingrained in that people do them so often that you feel like if you don't do them, then something's going to happen. And you know, one of my superstitions that I do all the time, well, I, I shouldn't say all the time, but whenever I get a, a fountain soda from a fast food establishment, yep. you know how they have the plastic lids on top? Yes. And it has the little, uh, the bubbles the, that you the can bubbles, yes. depress to sure. tell you what drink you have? You got to put that, you got to push them in. I push them all in. I yeah, push them all that's in. That's not a superstition. That's OCD. No, but I push them all in because I feel like in my mind that if I don't push them all in one time, something bad is going to happen to me. <laughs> so now every every time well, I do it. You mentioned sports. Is there something specific that you wanted to mention with superstitions with sports? Because I know that there's a bunch. Uh, no. Well, specifically in baseball. Baseball is big time. Bad luck to touch the uh, the foul line when you're running on and off. Yep, I've seen that. So you got to jump over it. Yep. Um, it's bad luck to if someone is in the midst of throwing a no hitter. Mm-hmm. It's bad luck to mention they don't that mention they're throwing it. The broadcasters a don't mention it. No, and then if you look on the if you look on the bench, the pitcher is usually off to the side, and no yeah, one's talking talk to, to them. them. They leave That's them right. alone yep. when they're in the midst of a no hitter or a perfect game. That's, those are just two quick ones. Well, in going along with that, so we all have as 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 youths and uh, and and if we have children of our own, we've all seen where we go to the water fountain and we throw the coin in, right? Yeah, the wishing well. You go to the uh, the wishing well, the water fountain. You throw the coin in there, and uh, I, always, I always wanted to go in there and, and collect up all the quarters. You just wanted to go in there and pick them up, didn't you? Yeah. Well, you know, they're all probably all slimy. That'd be you. So anyway, this started with the ancient Romans again. It's either Romans, the Romans man. or the Celts. The you Celts know? and the Romans started everything. <laughs> Believe it or not, the Romans started it, and it continued with the Celts and the Celts. The Celts too. Some theorize that it may have been an act of appeasing the water gods. So that's where that that. Uh, came from. So as like we, an offering to the water Exactly. Guard. As we know, the uh, the Romans were a pagan uh, people. Right. In other words, they worshipped many a god. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I heard something interesting when I was a kid. A friend of mine uh, used to say that the word pagan meant people against goodness and normalcy. That's from a movie. Yeah, I never heard that until he mentioned That's it. That's from Dragnet. From uh, years ago. That's from the, the Dragnet remake with Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. Was it in that? Yes. Really? That's they stole that from it and passed it off to you as knowledge. Oh, <laughs> did I don't remember that? Yeah, remember, remember the movie? Well, I, don't I, I have that a part. Photo, I have a I have a uh, didactic memory when it comes to movies. Oh, Tralfaz? Yes, yeah, I, I can remember the most minuscule detail of any movie I've ever seen, but I can't remember what I'm supposed to do today. Mm, you don't so. even remember if you put draws on? No, nope, I yes I did. I okay, did, I did today. So hang a horseshoe. Is horseshoe good luck or bad luck? Horseshoes. Uh, I'd say good luck, right? You hang it over your door. Well, it has to be hung in a certain fashion. Ah. So during the Middle Ages, people thought witches feared horses. Why? Well, you know, horses... they ride brooms and not horses. Well, yeah. I mean, horses can be scary if you don't know how to handle them. Horses don't like me. Did I ever tell you that? Uh, I could see that. Horses don't like me. And I like animals. I'm a big fan of animals. I yeah. enjoy animals. Not not that way, but I enjoy like being around them. Sure. And not that way. But uh, horses in general, I've, I've noticed a negative reaction when I go near a horse. And they, they're like they're seemingly afraid of me. And I feel bad. I, you well, know, because they see you and they think they don't want you on their back. I want to... That may be. They, won't, they don't want to hurt themselves. That's true. No, horses are cool, man. I love horses. But I anyway, like look at them. So witches feared horses. They would shy away from any sign of them. Hmm. So any, any if you had like a horse mane around your neck or something, you know, or right. uh, you made a scarf out of their tail, they wouldn't come near you. The witches wouldn't. So for this reason, they attached horseshoes to their houses. The, the people, the, the, the uh, you know, the people in the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. they would uh, attach the horseshoes to their homes and to ward off the evil witches. So that's where okay. that uh, originally comes from. And so obviously it continues today. What about the good witches? Do you want them in? Have you ever seen a good witch? Yeah. Uh, the movie Hocus Pocus mm. starring uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and two other people. Is Bette Midler in that? Yes, but Sarah Jessica Parker is ex- exceedingly pretty in that movie. Really? Yes. Ugh, she reminds me of a horse. Now she does. But back then it was different. <laughs> really? Anyway, she would have been a good witch. Okay. So broken mirrors. 
leads to seven years of bad luck. I think we've all heard that. We talked about that. No, we talked about covering mirrors. Covering the mirror. And um, I don't know if anybody's ever broken a mirror before. Mm. Um, of course, you know, we all think bad luck. So what do we do when we not break a mirror? We knock on wood. Where did that breaking of the mirror come from? So in ancient Greece, <laughs> everything is ancient Greece. Now, this is a tough word. I, I, I've never seen this word before. It's catopermancy. Catopermancy. Oh, I don't know that one either. C-A-T-O-P-T-R-O-M-A-N-C-Y. I don't, I don't know. Catopermancy. Yeah, something like that. Was the act of looking into a mirror to predict the future by analyzing someone's reflection, and a distorted reflection was not good. Didn't we talk about this? Similar. Something like that. Yeah. So when the Romans introduced the idea that people have seven-year alternating cycles of health and sickness, the modern superstition was born. Oh, okay. So so, so that it actually came from if someone said that you had a, a, a negative image, that you're, you're within that seven years of bad luck period. Right. So it actually didn't have anything to do with the mirror itself. It was just telling you. Exactly. Okay. Right. But so it morphed its way into, into seven years of bad luck. Uh-huh. So speaking of, 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 the, of the Romans, again. Well, you're just speaking of the Greeks. This we'll is not a superstition, but something that just popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Do you know where the term milestone comes from? Yes. No. Okay. So <laughs> there's a, there's a, there was a road in ancient uh, Rome, which actually still exists today. It's called the Via Appia. Or oh. the Appian Way. Wasn't there a thing called Appian Way pizza? Was there? Yeah, it was a kind of pizza. Oh, it was a Parthenon pizza. No, it was App- Appian Way. So the Appian Way, every every so often along the Appian Way, there was a stone. Mm-hmm. There was a stone there, a little marker. And it would... Oh, I just bumped the mic. Bumped the mic. And it would have, uh, you know, there would, there would be different uh, sculptures and there would be things in the stone that marked oh. every so, so far of a distance. So you could tell how far you were going? Right, so that's where the term milestone comes from. Well, did you know, uh, b- believe it or not... Uh, Benjamin Franklin was the uh, nation's first, uh, the United States nation's first postmaster general. Yeah. And actually also marked off the mileage between cities himself right. by dropping these uh, little cement uh, markers every mile. You know, but he probably just stole the idea. Benjamin Franklin else. was uh, an interesting character, to say the least, and he wanted to make the turkey as the national bird. That's correct. Going back to turkeys again. Yep. The national bird of the United States. So imagine that. A uh, turkey? The majestic turkey <laughs> on your dollar bill. <laughs> And, uh, that would be cool. Turkeys look mean, though, don't they? They are mean. They could. Ch- they have a turkey nail. Did you know that they have a little sharp nail on their, on their foot? They do. They could stab you with. They it. can. They can. It's much like the uh, the emu or the ostrich or the rhea, which oh. is a giant bird, and they have the the claws that can disembowel you if you get too close. An to them. ostrich got into my car once. I was on. I was with my wife on a uh, on a drive through safari in the great state of Texas. Yes. And we had our windows down. It was. You ever been to a drive through safari? I they have them in no, different places. No. And these ostriches came up, and one in particular, he wanted to get in my car. He stuck his head in and mm. came after us. So I had to roll up the window. Uh, uh, it was scary. Yeah. Ostriches can be mean. They can be mean. But you know what? I heard, too, they don't uh, They don't necessarily bury their head in the sand when they're scared of anything. No. They more like crawl up into a ball on the ground. Kind of like when you do when you've had too much uh, cheap wine. No, I disappear into the woods and try to sleep. Ninja all. Smoke. Ninja Smoke is my nickname. What about, here's one, here's a good one. Why is Friday the 13th a bad thing? I won't answer that. I'll let no, you, I, I, I know the answer. Well, to that, you but. may. You may know the answer, mm. or you may know one of the answers, mm. but I uncovered some new details. Oh. The superstition being that Friday the 13th are bad luck days is obviously very popular. Where does it come from? This one, too, has many potential origins, many, or some of them, dating back thousands of years. Oh. Interestingly, while Western cultures have historically associated the number 12 with completeness, there's number 12, remember, there's 12 days of Christmas, there's 12 months in a year, there, there's 12 zodiac signs, there's 12, there were 12 gods of Olympus, there was 12 tribes of Israel, just to name a few. You have 12 toes. 
Yes. Yep. So there's tw- 12 being in order of completeness. So if there's a 13th, it's thought of as being disruptive I see. to something complete. So that could be one of the origins of it. But here's some other possible origins. Some say that Jesus, we talked about Jesus a few times today, Jesus was crucified on a Friday the 13th, which we, which the tradition held that he was he was crucified on a Friday. We don't necessarily know it was Friday the 13th. Sure. And we don't even know if they were adhering to the that calendar at that point. But anyway, that's one theory. In Old Norse folklore, the gods had a dinner party one time. Those gods were throwing dinner parties all the time. <laughs> the gods threw a dinner party for 12 gods and an uninvited 13th god by the name of Loki. Remember Loki, oh, the mischief yeah. maker? Oh, yeah. He came and ruined the entire thing. Oh. So the 13th the was 13th considered guy. Yep. bad. One of the most popular ones, and this is one that you may have been thinking of, that was on Friday the 13th in October 1307, King Philip of France, in conjunction with the Pope, ordered the arrest of all Knights Templar for heresy. That's right. They were all rounded up. They were tortured and executed and all that. The order was disbanded. Uh, and supposedly all that started on a Friday the 13th. Coincidentally, all their riches were seized. I'm sure that had nothing to do with, with anything. Right? No, absolutely not. They wouldn't want all their money and lands and forgiven all their debts or anything right. like that. So that's what a lot of people think that it's it's related to. Sure. Up until the 1800s, however, no one seemed to really care about the number 13. Credit for popularizing that Friday the 13th was a, a day to, to have at least be recognized goes to a man by the name of Captain William Fowler. Ever hear of him? Oh, yeah. Oh, Billy Fowler. Yeah, yeah. He was a shoemaker. Captain William Fowler was a noted soldier who was popular oh. with former presidents and high-profile people of the late 1800s. So Fowler noticed that throughout his life, the number 13 was kind of important. Like, things would happen related to the number 13. He went to a public school, number 13, in New York City, for example. Mm-hmm. He fought in 13 Civil War battles, wow. which if he did that, he'd be very lucky um, that he wasn't killed. But supposedly the number 13 was very important to him, so he decided to... Uh, even in the 1800s, the 13th was the number 13 was thought of as bad luck. Right. He decided that he wanted to go against that and say it's fine. He wanted to make it good luck. Right. So he just, he started a society called the 13 Club. Oh, that sounds uh, ominous. Which held its first meeting on September 13th, 1881. Guests walked into the into the dinner, it was a dinner party, walked in under crossed ladders to a 13 seat table with Spilled salt all over it. Oh, so he was—he was—he uh, <laughs> was yeah. trying to purposely, yeah, exactly, show that there was no there was no validity to any of yep. the, any of the things that we've discussed. He was poo-pooing all superstitions. No word on what happened at the party, but word of it actually commemorating that it was a Friday the Thirteenth spread, and it became a thing to notice that it was a Friday the Thirteenth. Sure. And then, of course, you know we have the horror movie in the nineteen eighties, the, the Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, 13th, the Jason Voorhees uh, character, which actually was was copied after uh, Halloween. Halloween was the first. Silent Masked Killer movie. Mm. And believe it or not, and you, you probably know this, but many of our listeners might not, Friday the 13th, in the first one, Jason Voorhees is not the killer. No, it's the mom. That's right, the mother. And they didn't know they were going to do a sequel, so there was no Jason, there was no Masked Killer Jason until the sequel exactly. of Friday the 13th. The only uh, appearance that he makes is as the child. That's correct. In, in the first movie. That's right. Yep, and then he comes back as the, as we know, uh, as the hockey mask, wield, knife-wielding uh, crazy person. So what do you think of, of Friday the 13th? I think that it's uh, it has a nice ring to it, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think it has any significance superstition-wise, but okay. the origins of it, uh, especially the Templar origins, because I'm a fan of the Knights Templar. Which There's a show about it now. It Did just started. Yeah, I, I hadn't, have not uh, watched it yet. I haven't seen it either. It's called Nightfall. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're all interesting. Um and, you know, you just mentioned walking under a ladder. Yes. I don't think we covered that. We didn't that, cover walking under a ladder. But I will, quickly. Okay, yes, please do. So this one really, it actually started in ancient Egypt. 
which we know the really? Egyptians were uh, they interesting were big, people. They were big ladder people. So a ladder resting against the wall formed a triangle, and Egyptians regarded triangles as sacred, i.e. pyramids. Okay, so, so leaning against the wall creates a, yes. creates a triangle. Got it. So walking through this pyramid or th- through this triangle underneath the ladder. You're desecrating the triangle. Was not cool. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. I see. Yes. So nowadays, you, you, I still won't do that. I won't walk under a ladder. So I was Probably watch- for safety reasons. I don't want anything to fall on my head. I was watching a documentary recently about uh, the tomb of Jesus and how they're... they're um, Again, we mentioned Jesus today. They're basically he- uh, helping to rebuild it because it's collapsing. Right. And uh, apparently there was a ladder that was they were that they used many, many moons ago. Many moons. Hundreds of years ago that they were they used on a second level, I guess, of the tomb. Okay. Uh, for some reason or other to, uh, to fix something or whatever. And then the different factions of the church were battling so bad hmm. that they, that they refused to go up there and move the ladder. Uh, and it's been there ever since it's been there for like 500 years or something, <laughs> just leaning up against the side still, of the building. Still there. Pretty interesting. Oh, huh. well, we talked about some, some famous superstitions, maybe some that you have heard of, maybe some you haven't, mm. but it's just, this goes to show you, you know what this, this show that we've just done is indicative of the kind of thing that we can produce given the right type of suggestion by suggestion, our listeners. Uh, materials. This was a suggestion by, our, by our, uh, our our loving audience. That's true. So if you have a suggestion for a show, you want to hear us talk about And you know what? The person that suggested the show said, I know a lot about superstitions, but mm. I want to see how you guys do it because I enjoy your delivery, your humor, things that go along You know what else it. is interesting that I find that we do? Uh, you know, you give us a topic, we talk about it, we but can then talk, we, we go off on other tangents. We can talk about anything. We drop useless knowledge bombs, yep. which a lot of times they could be wrong or right. Who knows? Now, most but, of the time uh, it's right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's fun. I like to do that. I like to go off on tangents now and again. Yeah. If you have, but you have, if you have an idea for a show or if you want to hear something in particular, let us know. Uh, contact us via email at theeonproject at yahoo.com. You can also reach us on Twitter. Uh, we do get Twitter messages now and again. That's right. Always on Twitter. Always checking it out. Facebook. We have, we have a Facebook page. You go on there. You can see the beautiful holiday greetings uh, yes. picture that we If posted. you didn't get one of our Christmas cards that we sent out, yep. you know, just yep. go on there. You can check it out. If you need any, if you want a Christmas card, let us know. Uh, if you want a Christmas gift, if you want to <laughs> shave at the spa, if you want to go with me to meet Maria, that's at right the, at the shaving spa. That's correct. Let me know. You'll, uh, you'll, you'll I'll need a bodyguard. You'll quite enjoy it. So, yeah. what are we talking about next week? It's close to Christmas. Well, now. it's close to Christmas, uh, and and I was going to suggest that we talk about something in particular, but I'm going to wait because I want to see if our listeners come through with some suggestions. Okay. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait a couple of days. See if you guys can come out with some uh, some interesting ideas for the next show. So wait a minute. What's today? So we went like ten days till Christmas or something? Yeah, something like that. Oh, okay. That'll be fun. We have time. What's the big gift for you this year? What do you get? What do you want? What's on your wish list? I don't really need anything. You don't need anything. I'm just happy to do the show. You want to have a you know get rid of that twelfth, eleventh, and twelfth toe? That My eleventh and twelfth. Donate them to science. Oh, that would be interesting too. Mm-hmm. Now, do they come out what side? The the same side or one on each side? One on each. One on each. Yeah. So you have an extra large toe and an extra baby. It toe. helps me swim. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fantastic swimmer. Oh, gotta swim through the ocean like Aquaman. All right, cool. So. Get back to us. Get to us. Uh, send us some <laughs> suggestions, uh, whatever you want to say. Yeah. And maybe some pictures of yourself. Pictures would be cool. good. All right. So until next time, just remember, the truth exists. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs>